1: listening to the Totally Useless Information Podcast on the Nick and Roy Channel, brought to you in part by BPC. It's the best Portuguese chicken in the Toronto area. BPC, slinging chickens since 2010. And by DeMarlo Salon and Spa of Naples hair, nails, massage, and skincare for more than 15 years at the Naples location. Is Hawaii moving closer to Alaska every year? Do cows have best friends? I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And we scour the internet for information we really don't need. So join us on this journey
0: as we find out more useless information, totally useless information on this episode
1: of Totally Useless information it's everything you never needed to know by listening once a week you get smarter than you think the totally useless information podcast hosted by Nick and Roy and once again welcome to
0: another episode of the totally useless information podcast hello Roy this show
1: is on Fire. I mean, literally. Do you have a fire extinguisher? <laughs> I do, in fact. It's like a science experiment. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. It equals nothing in science, science, science.
0: Totally Useless Information Podcast. The science portion of our podcast. The
1: Earth is a gigantic magnet. Mm. Okay. Do you know why? Well, I'm going to tell you. Because its core... Was I
0: supposed to say, no, I don't, Roy. Tell me. No. Oh, all right. Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> single one of us sitting in the studio audience want to know. So tell us.
1: Do we tell were us doing so great. We were moving right along and then boom. Okay. The Earth is a gigantic magnet, right? We know that. But it's mm-hmm. because the core is actually a big iron ball probably the size of Pluto, by surrounding it with liquid metal that spins around it, that it creates an electrical field that then magnetizes that center iron ball. So that's why the Earth is a magnet, and it has a magnetic field. You take out a compass, you'll realize that. Right. Now I'm glad I asked.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, there is no blood in your eye. The only part of your body that has no blood supply is is the cornea in the eye. It gets its oxygen directly from air, so there's no blood in your eye. You might be bloodshot,
1: but there's no blood in your eye. I actually had an operation on my cornea. I had pieces, uh, shards of uh, rock taken out of my cornea. That was interesting. I'll tell that story. There did so. it go? Um, I, I tell you the truth. Uh, I didn't see anything wrong with it. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I actually had uh, shards taken out, 13 shards taken out of my cornea. It was a pretty cool operation. So they work with these little things. It's really cool. Okay, the space shuttle has a thrust that reaches 5Gs. Did you ever see the picture of the guys strapped in the seats and their skin is being pulled back? Well, that's 5Gs. That's a lot of force. Get this one. When a flea jumps, it accelerates to full speed in a millisecond and attains approximately 100 G's of force. That's amazing. Was he on its way to a flea market?
0: Was <laughs> <laughs> it <in> a hurry? <laughs> Speaking of flying, flying changes how you taste food. Flying changes your body chemistry. So certain flavors taste way different on a plane than they do down on the ground. Flying has a very real effect on the smell and taste of food and drinks for a number of reasons. So pressurize cabins lower blood oxygen levels and thus reduces the ability of olfactory receptors. So food does
1: taste different when you fly. It takes 8 minutes and 19 seconds for light to get from the sun to the earth. That means that light is traveling at a speed of 186,000. Thousand miles per second. Those of you in Canada, figure out the kilometers. If I shined a flashlight at Pluto right now, it would take five and a half hours for the original light from that flashlight to reach Pluto at one hundred and eighty-six thousand miles per second.
0: Wow, that's great. Next time, take an Uber. Fear increases the production of earwax. Just like stress can make you sweat more, it along with other emotional responses like fear can also up your earwax production according to the American Speech Language Hearing Association. So because of the extra emotional responses in your body, it somehow produces more earwax.
1: Wow. So if you're scared, you produce more earwax.
0: Correct. Maybe it's a a protection mechanism or something. I don't know. What what did you say? What are you
1: afraid of? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, here's my teaser. Hawaii is moving closer to Alaska. Yes, it is true. Hawaii is moving closer to Alaska. I asked the Postal Service. They said there's a change of address put in. No. Yes. Hawaii's moving closer. At the same speed that your fingernail grows, which is not really that slow. I mean, fingernails do grow, okay? Because the tectonic plates are shifting in the Pacific Ocean, which is why I'm going to start selling insulated hula skirts. I'll make a fortune with those. Need them. (laughs) Yes. Close to Alaska.
0: (laughs) So, we release our podcasts on Thursdays. And there's a reason for that because we feel that on a Thursday is the best time for you to enjoy podcasts for the weekend. One of the reasons why we don't release our podcasts on Mondays is because you'll have a 20% chance of a heart attack occurring on a Monday. Really? So, we don't want to be attributed to any of your heart attacks. Yes. New research from Sweden. I'm glad it's not Monday. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: I made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. Just skip Monday altogether. Because people in Sweden, they did a study and they suggested after analyzing data from over 156,000 hospital admissions for heart attack over seven years, when looking at the day of the week, the most heart attacks occurred on Mondays and the least on Saturdays. In fact, the risk of heart attack was 11% higher on Mondays. They have a nice weekend, and they stress out over Monday, and so they'll
1: probably have a heart attack. Which means that their earwax is also growing if they're stressed out and fear something. But, but they'll probably be screaming much louder because they can't hear themselves scream. They're all screwed up, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> a heart attack. Einstein was a moron. Newton was a jerk. He was nothing in science, science, science
0: on the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm hungry. Oh, I thought you were Roy, but I guess you're a hungry Roy.
1: Hey, everybody. Come and get it. Your weekly sweet and savory facts with your five-star Michelin chefs of totally useless information, Nick and Roy. Come and get it. It turns your stomach, doesn't it? (laughs) Yes.
0: <laughs> if you have any requests, like where that lady has for lunch every day, uh, send us an email, podcast at outlook.com, and we'll look stuff up for you, you know, because we don't have a research department, so any help we can get, we really appreciate. Yeah, exactly. So you, <laughs> you like tomatoes, don't you?
1: I, I actually love tomato sauce, yes.
0: Well... Tomatoes are not Italian. Dun, dun, dun. What? They're not Italian. You may love sauce over your pasta, but don't think for one minute that tomatoes originated in Italy. In fact, Europeans used to fear tomatoes. They thought they were poisonous. Mm. tomato, fruit, yes it's a fruit, can be traced back to 700 AD in Mesoamerica, in the region of modern day Mexico and South America. It didn't become popular until the invention of pizza in Naples during the 1880s. So yes, the the Italians were responsible for creating foods using tomatoes, but the original tomatoes were not originally Italian.
1: Really? That's interesting. Because, (laughs) you know, you think tomato, you think Italian food, you know. Speaking of uh, food, my wife has magiriacophobia, which is the fear of cooking. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's not true. Let me put the disclaimer out there right now. My wife is a wonderful cook, <laughs> and she is Italian and does cook with tomatoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fraud, I tell you. <laughs>
0: your, your your couch must not be that comfortable, is
1: it? No, but maggeriocophobia is the fear of cooking. Some people have it, and some people that don't really know how to cook, we're glad they have it because they'd probably be killing people anyway.
0: That's right, so uh, if you like figs, you're thinking you're eating fruit, you're wrong. Figs aren't actually fruits, they are inverted flowers that require a special process for pollination. But these sweet flowers don't use the wind or bees to spread their pollen, they need wasps. Female wasps enter into the male figs, which we don't eat, and lay eggs, and then when the baby wasps mate with their siblings and tunnel out. However, sometimes a female wasp accidentally attempts to enter a female fig, causing her to die, decompose, and then get eaten
1: by anyone who chooses to chop down on a fig. You know, you ruin it for me all the time. I love figs, Mm -hmm. and now I don't want to eat them because, (laughs) now what the hell is inside (laughs) the fig? I need all this female genitalia stuff going on inside of a fig? No, it's
0: not female genitalia. A female wasp accidentally attempts to enter a female fig.
1: She's experimenting. What's the problem? It's all genitalia to me. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of food and calories, every time you lick a stamp, now I put this in food because I thought it was amazing. Every time you lick a stamp, it's one-tenth of a calorie. Okay. So thank God for self sticking stamps now because yes. it would probably put you over the brink. Like if you're on Weight Watchers, you'd be like, I paid eight bills today. I, I, I have to add an extra point.
0: <laughs> it could be really funny if uh, they were sending letters to Weight Watchers.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, you bastard.
0: <laughs> so I've compiled a list of weird food labels. And I'll do this in two different parts because then you can uh, give us more of your food info. So I'll give you five weird food labels, okay? Mm -hmm. This could be the winner. It says on this package of food, no purchase necessary, details inside, a bag of Fritos. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Do not turn upside down. This is on the TV dinner tray. It's placed on the bottom of the tray. Do not turn upside down. (laughs) (laughs) Actual labels. This product must be cooked prior to eating. This is frozen <laughs> beef taco hot pockets. <laughs> must be cooked. Okay, here we go. Here's from uh, from Delta Airlines. Step one, open package. Step two, eat nuts. It's Delta roasted nuts. <laughs> oh, no. This comes from the package of W.M. Bolthouse Farms carrots. Ingredients. Carrots.
1: <laughs>
0: Stupid. And from Hagen Ice Cream, caution, ice cream is cold. (laughs) That's one of those damn
1: PC things. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's not just our kids that are obese. Nope. Chickens contain 266% more fat than they did 40 years ago. The massive chicken obesity problem and the way Mm -hmm. that we're fixing it is we're cooking them and really honestly the, over 40 years they've plumped chickens up so that they could make them fatter for eating 266% times more fat than 40 years ago. Yep. Chickens should be licking more stamps.
0: Here are some more of my weird food labels. For best results remove cap. Nabisco Easy Cheese. <laughs> Warning, use of this product may be hazardous to your health. This product contains saccharin, which has been determined to cause cancer in laboratory animals. The product, carefree gum. Oh my God. (laughs) A label from Heinz Ketchup. Instructions, put on food. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, the weird food label, warning, children can drown in bucket. Do not place kids in juice. Yes, a giant bucket yeah. of pickles used in fast food restaurants.
1: Yes, yes. You, you always do that, too. If you don't have an indoor pool, just buy a pickle jar and just throw the kids in there, you know? Do oh. not put the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Boiling beetroots and massaging it in your scalp will cure dandruff. Hit the That's... music. <laughs> the kitchen is now closed. Join us next time on the Totally Useless Information Podcast for more sweet and savory morsels of useless food information. See you real soon! I'm Nick. And I'm Roy.
0: It's cold out there. BPC. What what better way to warm the cockles of your heart than when you have a delicious meal from BPC, Best Portuguese Chicken. Check out their family special on Tuesdays and Wednesday. They give you a whole chicken, two sides, rice, potatoes, or salad, a hot sauce. It's takeout only, but you know what? You'd want to order them. One per customer, but it's the best. Family special, BPC, the best Portuguese chicken. Nine forty
1: damn chicken I've ever had, really. I
0: know. 942, the Queensway. He keeps talking about it. I brought it to him last Christmas. I brought him a sample of the chicken. He can't stop talking about sauce. it.
1: hot sauce. I'm not even that big into hot sauce. This hot sauce is insane. No, really, folks. BPC Chicken. I'm serious. You've got to go try this chicken. I literally will take a trip up to Toronto to have it again. It is. BPC, the best Portuguese
0: chicken, 942, the Queensway. BPC, slinging chicken since 2010.
1: What's in the mailbag today? Who sent the letter anyway? What's in the mailbag? What's in the mail? Yeah. Yeah. Sophia in Vermont. Mm -hmm. Sophia asked us about if we could look into Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup. That uh, if we can get some information on it, she has something from her great-grandmother. It was an ad or something from a newspaper or a poster ad. She's not sure where it actually came from, but it's Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup. So I looked into this, and Sophia, here's what I found. We found out that Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup was used as a kid's medicine, mostly for children that were teething. It was widely used, though, for everything for kids, including upset stomach. They would give them Mrs. Winslow's Soothing Syrup. So, Sophia, I looked into this, and then I got the ingredients, and I was shocked. (laughs) (laughs) It contained contained alcohol and morphine. (laughs) It's exactly what you want to give the kids, you know? So being that, you know, I guess that... They were stressed out back then as well, probably no televisions and things or iPods to keep the kids busy. So let's dope them up with morphine and alcohol and send them (laughs) off to bed, okay? So Sophia, your great-great-grandmother was doping the kids into submission. (laughs) So uh, perfect perfect for you as well, being that you're from Vermont. Well, that explains lots. (laughs)
0: So I have, I have an email from someone who says, I'm a big fan of Legos. This is from Marie from St. Louis, Missouri. Hello, Marie from St. Louis, Missouri. Thank you very much for emailing us. She's a big fan of Legos. And she said that she had heard that in Denmark, they have every single set of Lego they've ever made. Is that true? So I checked it out. Lego does in fact have a temperature controlled underground vault in Denmark with nearly every set that I've ever made. So, yes Marie, you're absolutely right. If you're a Lego fan, head over to
1: Denmark and Nick would know that cuz he's a blockhead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> where the expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. where expressions come from We want to know right now (laughs) This podcast is over How dare you Totally uses information podcast I'm Nick, he's Roy, and We are fit as a fiddle Ooh, Right into it It may have something to do with the maintenance involved In keeping a musical instrument in good condition Indeed, instruments like Guitars, flutes, drums, and others Require a level of care to keep them In good shape and functioning properly So for example, in order to help a fiddle or violin remain in working state. Its strings must be replaced if they break, tiny pegs need to be kept tightened, and it should be cleaned every now and then to prevent dust buildup. So this sort of maintenance keeps the violin healthy or fit, so to speak. So at the same point, it also seems that a person's health, if it started to become compared to a well-maintained fiddle, you are in fact fit as a fiddle.
1: You know, if you don't know how to maintain your instrument, (laughs) All right. Uh, You'd be (laughs) eating crow. It's basically taking guff from people or admitting one's fault. In the Bible, it says that one of the things that they, they realized when they were looking this up is that in the Bible, it says not to eat crow, that it's unfit, along with buzzards and rats. So those are the three things in the Bible that we're told not to eat. But it was actually illegal to eat crow in the Middle Ages. So it is humiliating to consume something that was illegal to eat. That was quite humiliating, really. Yeah. But you know what? It's
0: like running the table. Running the table is an expression. It's widely believed that the phrase running the table has its origins in the game of billiards or pool, and that it refers to the situation where a player pockets every single ball right from break You knock down every ball right to the very end. I prefer
1: not to play with the balls when they're in my pocket. (laughs) It could be hazardous to your health. (laughs) You can't go fiddling around with those balls. You can't fiddle
0: around with your balls. You fit as a
1: fiddle when you play with your balls. That goes for billiards. And when I go to the billiard halls, I tend to dress to the nines. There you go. Right. Dress to the nines, or basically dressing for a black tie affair, getting all dressed up. Dress to the nines. It is said to come from the fact that the very best suits used nine yards of fabric. So dress to the nines, which doesn't say much. It's pretty much an insult to portly people. If you said to them, boy, you're dressed to the 10s or the 11s, you know. <laughs> At least. Notice I said portly. Portly, that's right. And not fat what bastard. Was... <laughs> yeah.
0: What, what was the size? Uh, it was husky. Husky was the size. Husky. That was like the
1: PCS. Husky. It said husky. and But on the on the ticket, it said FB. Yes. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, what's FB? It just means husky. That's all you need to know. Um, (laughs) Hey, if you have a deadline to something, uh, that means you better get something done by a certain period of time. In the 1860s, a deadline was a line within or around a prison. Prisoners would be shot for crossing the deadline. By the middle of the 20th century, the dominant meaning of the word was well-established as time-related thing rather than shoot a person for crossing a line. So, thankfully, they changed the, uh, the meaning as time went on. But really, you were shot if you crossed the line.
1: That was a dime a dozen. We've heard yes. that expression a million times. It was originally an ad slogan to tell shoppers that something was cheap. They would try to say you could get a dozen eggs for a dime or a dozen oranges for a dime. But using it as a slogan... They narrowed down to a newspaper called the Northern Miners News 1931. It was actually a reporter who was talking about fighters that were on the card that night. He said that the main fighters on the card were overgrown clowns. And as far as the rest of the fighters on the card, they were all a dime a dozen. It was used a lot in sporting events. If there's a benchmark, the term benchmark
0: originates from Chiseled horizontal marks that surveyors made in stone structures into which an angle iron could be placed to form a bench or a leveling rod, thus ensuring that a leveling rod could be accurately repositioned in the same place in the future. These marks were usually indicated with a chiseled arrow below the horizontal line, a benchmark.
1: Before I stick my rod, the leveling rod into anything, I check and make sure that all the balls are in the pockets. <laughs> Why? What what, what what? are you laughing at? Okay. <laughs> give an arm and a leg. I'd give an arm and a leg for that. Again, something mm-hmm. we've heard a million times, meaning something of extreme value or cost. You give an arm or a leg for it. After World War II, lots of soldiers came back. It was a horrific war with with devastating new types of weapons, and many of the soldiers lost their arms and legs. It is thought that the saying originated from the ultimate cost of losing a limb. Where do expressions come from? I don't know where. I don't know where. Where?
0: expressions come from we
1: want to know right now so we're, we're on the show and we talk about our sponsors but folks the marlo salon and spa of naples de marlo salon and spa is located in naples florida southwest florida they're on the corner of vanderbilt beach road and collier boulevard their phone number is 793-2020 i've got to tell you they do it all hair nails skin care massage full service salon and spa that their work with their hair they're known for it they're all over the place they've won all kinds of shows they're all over the television de marlo salon and spa is just amazing again hair nails skincare massage they do it all de marlo salon and spa you can go online de marlo com. We'll call them at 793 2020 on the corner of Vanderbilt Beach Road and Collier Boulevard in Naples, Florida. If you're down here in Southwest Florida, book it to Marlowe Salon and Spa. Totally useless information podcast. Easy to reach us. T U I podcast
0: at outlook.com. So if you smell something over there, look, if you smell it, you smell
1: that? Mmm, yummy. It's not <laughs> yummy. It's animals. Animals. <laughs> animals. Animal, crazy animal. Smells like horse shite. <laughs> so, so, what do you have in your animal pen? Sweden is known for their intense sporting events. We all know that Sweden is the curling capital of the world. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. <laughs> They've added a new sport called cannon hoping. Cannon hoping. Or rabbit show jumping competition. That's right. They have rabbits jumping over things like we would have horses jumping. So they they have rabbits jump. And, of course, rabbits can hop. So maybe it is interesting. But it's called cannon hoping. Could you you imagine, though, the guy sitting there going, My rabbitin' beaten your rabbitin' by a heron.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Reindeer, like Santa's reindeer, their eyes are golden in the summer, but in the winter they change color. They become a rich blue. The cloud change helps the reindeer see better during the long dark winters in the Arctic, in the North Pole. So reindeer's eyes are golden in the summer and they become a rich blue in the winter. That is cool. So their eyes actually change. Change color, yeah. And I don't think they're, uh, they're contacts. They're not like, you know, colored contacts or anything.
1: It seems the dolphins communicate with each other. We all know that, right? We've heard dolphins, whatever noise they make. <laughs> it seems right? that dolphins have names for each other. They actually use names for themselves. So... That when they're communicating, they will give a certain noise to each one of them, and that is their name. I looked up the most popular names in the dolphin name book, and there's two that come to mind. One is Finn, and the other one in the second place is Gil.
0: <laughs> guy who loved to kiss dolphins, and someone asked, on porpoise? <laughs> Cows have best friends. This was my teaser, wasn't it? Cows do have best friends. They have best friends and become stressed if they're separated, according to a scientist. Krista McLennan, who made the discovery while working on her PhD at Northampton University, believes her findings could help improve milk yields. The 27 year old measured the heart rates and cortisol levels of the cows to see how they cope when isolated. We want to be together, the cows told her. Cows have best friends within their herds and become stressed. If they are separated, she found in her study. So cows do have best friends.
1: Wow. So cows have best friends and dolphins have names that they give each other. Yes. Cool. Right. How's about this one? Puffin birds. know, puffin' That's... birds. Cute little they look like mini little penguins. They're mini little penguin looking birds and they mate for life. How cute. Like penguins, they mate for life. But they yes. also they make their homes on the cliff sides overlooking the water, just like Hollywood stars do. You know, they. except puffin birds stay together with one partner for life. <laughs> so there's a difference between them and Hollywood stars. But they also have a separate space in their dwelling as a toilet area. So they have a separate toilet. So that's two different things than Holly, the Hollywood crowd that tend to sh- where they sleep.
0: they tend to crop where they sleep right
1: (laughs) right yeah well that's the japanese macaw monkey makes snowballs in the winter it seems to like it it does it for fun it makes snowballs how cool is that
0: all right i'm gonna end it with this one cow cuddling you heard me cow cuddling
1: Yeah. According
0: to a CNN report, guests at the Mountain Horse Farm can cuddle a cow for $75 an hour. Fake news. No. (laughs) Benefits of cuddling a cow. Cows have wonderful qualities that when they're processing their food, they like to lay down. They become really quiet, and it's a beautiful opportunity to connect with them, says the owner. Cows have a slightly slower heart rate. And just feeling that from them makes you react to that and makes you slow down, too. And because you're doing that in nature, it's really quiet. And that's the advantage of horses and cows. They don't talk to you. They just let you be. Cow cuddling.
1: Uh, sounds like tree-hugging hippie stuff. <laughs> or
0: if the cow's lonely, if the cow is lonely, they should cuddle another cow. Animal.
1: the animal so basically uh, that's basically all the time we have I can't believe it's so fast I know
0: it is but don't worry Don't, don't, don't just relax go cuddle a cow we'll have more next time
1: yes so in the meantime tell a friend about the trend friends friends on Facebook give this gift this gift that me and Nick have created give it to your friends give back <laughs> Not for us, but hug, for you. Hug a cow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nick, and I'm Roy. <laughs> Thanks for listening.
1: This Valentine's Day, Duncan's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.